Hello, and welcome to the only show where we talk delayed movies, delayed TV shows, and and we'll bring it all to you right here, right now, on the Third Reel Podcast. My name is Mike, so you're with me always is Ryan. Hi. <laughs> what, are, what, hey. what am I doing here? Hello. I'm reading what you Mike, wrote. you're supposed to fill in that <laughs> spot, <laughs> and, and then you put something in there. I you're like so. <laughs> you're like uh, uh, Ron Burgundy reading whatever's on the prompter. I, oh, cause, okay, so I, I sped screw you, Reddit. Chicago. I, I mean, sp- I sped read it through and went, oh, this is gonna be funny, and then it was. Did, and then didn't realize no, because I was gonna go, and you don't have to use this, but it could be helpful as a guide. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the only show where we talk delayed movies, delayed tea. tea. <laughs> there it is. You got one good take in you. I just go with all things. Just go with all things groovy. That's that's what I've been trying to go with. I just keep getting oh, picked yeah. up by it. Okay. <laughs> you could you could punch it with all things groovy. Yeah, baby. And then just keep walking. Like throw in the yeah, baby, and your best awesome powers. But then switch back, and then just keep walking like it. Keep talking like it never happened. Yeah, or just again. say the whole thing straight faced and all things groovy, yeah, baby, and we bring it all to you right here. <laughs> that <laughs> would I, probably be more. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Hello and welcome to the only show where we talk delayed movies, delayed TV shows, and all things groovy, baby, and we bring it all to you right here, right now on the Third Reel Podcast. My name is Mike, and with me always is Ryan, who writes the copy for these, and Dave. Oh, behave! The actual well, writer of that line. <laughs> Welcome to Time Travel Month. In light of Bill and Ted coming to save the film industry, and with the release of the third film at the end of the month. No, there's no and in there. Welcome to Time Travel Month. In light of Bill and Ted's... I see, I want to say Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's not the name of the movie. Welcome to Time Travel Month. In light of Bill and Ted coming to save the film industry, with the release of the third film at the end of this month. Bill and Ted save the music. We are talking. We are taking a look at Hollywood's biggest time travel franchises. By talking about Hollywood's biggest time travel fa- tra- fra- franchises, fuck, that, we're all stumbling over our words today. That, yeah, look, that I'm not, width a, gra- is I'm not a grammaticalist. Yeah, no, that width is what's throwing me off this time. Yeah. Welcome to Time Travel Month. In light of Bill and Ted coming to save the film industry with the release of the third film at the end of this month, Bill and Ted face the music. We are taking a look at Hollywood's biggest time travel franchises. Let me start by saying this will be more of a conversation than a typical episode. I'm not recapping a movie or poking fun at it. Uh, We're just taking a look at Austin Powers. Uh, You don't have to use this, but it could be helpful as a guide. (laughs) Yes. Uh, My writing is just so, so top tier. (laughs) You're welcome, Mike. Jesus. It's wow. my fault for not copy-pasting it and editing it down. And then I wouldn't have Dave chatting to me the entire time I'm trying to <laughs> get this through. He's an ever-present voice in our ears. I whisper in your ear. Yep, all the help. time. Don't touch that. It's hot. Telling us to burn things. That's right. Set the fires and walk away. Don't touch it. It's hot. So, all right. So what we're doing fire here is this everything. is... Uh, for our third episode of Time Travel Month, uh, we're looking at the Austin Powers franchise. Uh, last week, we did Back to the Future. The week before that, Terminator. So, you know, we've looked at a very serious uh, sci-fi take on on time travel with Terminator. I looked at a little more lighthearted, family-friendly fare um, adventure, if you would, with uh, time travel going back and forth with Back to the Future. Now, we've got a uh, very adult, uh, very... Was those movies R-rated? Probably. 
Um, uh, at oh, least PG thirteen. Skirting the line, <laughs> I would hope. They, sure. they, yeah, they were definitely PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Uh, yeah. Who very pointedly actually tell the audience to not <clears throat> really think about the time travel. Yeah. Because uh, we get a time travel car in these movies, just like the DeLorean. We get a couple. Yeah, we get a couple. Yep. Uh, but am I skipping ahead a bit? Should we just start with take a look at the very first one? So, um, this is the, so th- these <laughs> movies were kind of near and dear to me. Um, yes, I agree. My, myself as well. We always this is like whenever we went to the co- okay. So whenever we went to the cottage, we didn't have like, there's no cable, there's no satellite TV at the cottage. Internet, it's, nothing. It's whatever you bring up with you. Yeah. Uh, and and the three Austin Powers movies were always like VHS. Uh, or were, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably the DVDs, maybe. 2002. I think they were all v- still VHS when we went to the maybe. cottage. Um, but maybe DVD. Were always packed in the entertainment box, uh, along with Liar Liar and both of the uh, uh, Ace Venturas. Wow, good uh, those, good selection. Definitely those, a good selection. A yeah, kid's those six dream, movies, really. <laughs> those six dream. movies went every year. Uh, the other movie, there would be other movies in the boxes, but those six were always there. Um, and I just remembered that these movies could do no wrong. And I <laughs> watched them for this podcast and learned that that was incorrect. Agreed. <laughs> oh boy. Oh the yeah. oh the. Uh, I was going to say the faultiness of our memory. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, our reflections. These movies would never be made nowadays. Well, okay, so. That's that's, that's my true. very first point on my notes. So I mean, first of all, it's the premise is he's a man out of time, so his behavior in the past is unacceptable by the standards of when the film was made. That's true. Which is funny because it kind of highlights how even today we've actually progressed so much further. You can't really oh, tell yeah. living day to day, but when you have moments in time like this movie, because by today's standards, the movie is, along with its intentional comedic sexism, it's unintentionally sexist as well. Like, uh, like for example, the way that he just wears uh, Mrs. Kensington down with his unwanted advanti- advances, and it actually works, right. is just like a massive egregious example of like a plot element that's problematic by today's standards. Oh, um, yeah. And it's ironic because the movie is very much about conforming to proper standards of its day, which is, you know, now outdated. So I would love to see them address this in like a meta context, you know, in a sequel or a remake one day, because it, it just it could be hilarious. No, that's true. It could be they're sitting in. Uh, it You know what? They can do it just for fun, like a Zoom call now where it's uh, Austin. Uh, do you know why you're here with HR today? <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> She's uh she's been trying to get me alone for months now. Now Austin, this is the first thing we need to talk about. Um it's your unwanted sexual. Yes. Let's go to some of the footage and you see like where he's throwing himself on top of her going, oh, no, "Do I make I've you horny?" Oh no. I've he's like, fallen. "This is when we lost our first intern." Um, <laughs> she is now suing us for having a toxic environment uh, and being unsupportive like for for permitting you to continue on like this and we kind of have to fire you yeah so i don't know what to do austin oh behave well, just send me back to my time baby no we see no the use of the equipment is only permitted uh, by the personnel of the Ministry of Defense, which you no longer are. Uh, you're actually on our no-time-fly list because... <laughs> Here's your 
personal belongings, but where's my yeah. penis enlarger pump? That's part of the problem, Austin. That's part of the problem. <laughs> you keep it on your desk. Along with these, your version of the Kama Sutra, your version of... <laughs> your version, yeah, your books. Your, your library of published works. <laughs> Swedish-made penis enlarger pumps are my bag, baby. So, should not be prominently displayed. Another thing that I forgot, um, it's a little bit different different track, is I forgot how long they kept us in the dark about him being Dr. Evil. Like, oh, I, at the start. I at the, the first yeah. time you met Dr. Evil, you knew that it was awesome, like it was Mike Myers for both. It was Mike Myers. Right, but yeah. It was, yeah, like, but, it was uh, 30 minutes into the movie before they finally panned up and you could see his face. Like It was, it was after he came back from time traveling the second time. Yeah, so that's that's right? true. It's it's pretty much um, after like the opening act and all that gets through, uh, yeah. he freezes himself. He gets unfrozen, and it's yeah, it's finally by then that we see. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, it's his again, voice, but no, even the voices. I mean, the voices. Are I, I yeah, it could be different. somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I know because I'm, I'm rewatching it, and I'm like, I know the voice. I know it's yes. him. But yeah, right. no, you're totally right but, that but, they uh, keep but you. But especially back then too, they you keep it as a know... question. You wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't automatically assume he was playing multiple characters. No. So I gotta though Four, give him props. All said and done. Like, I I know he never really went on past these movies to do great things, but what uh, about Love Guru? Yeah, that's let's all forget about the Love Guru. But Please. Mike Myers is like Jim Carrey level talented in these movies with his facial expressions, um, and his uh, his character caricatures. I thought. Oh yeah. Least. I thought he was. I mean, he was like top tier. Putting saying saying he's Jim Carrey level. I don't know if that's bringing him down or not. Not to dismiss Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey is a very. So wait. He kind I'm, of filled I'm a very sorry, specific niche, stuck. and I think. I'm still stuck on him saying he didn't go anywhere after. What did he do after these? Have you ever heard of Shrek? <laughs> a, a, vo- a voice in an animated movie. I, I don't know. A lead voice in three animated movies that were hugely successful. But I feel it doesn't highlight his uh, comedic ability as well as well as these movies do, because these movies are about his face, his his uh, voice. Well, his his voice for these caricatures. <laughs> Shrek is one character. He doesn't do any others in those movies. He was also in Inglorious Bastards and in Bohemian Rhapsody. And the cat in the hat. He was the cat in the so hat. So after Austin Powers, he started to do movies like Love Guru and Cat in the Hat, like these other movies that you would think for Jim Carrey, such as The Grinch. Uh, but they they flopped. He didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, Shrek was successful, but you know what? Everyone can do a voice in a, in a movie. It's less... Uh, oh, throwing shade at the voice actors. <laughs> Look, there's better ones out there than him. Uh that could have done a better job in Shrek. Shrek was just a, it was a stunt to get all these act, these named actors in it. Uh, I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> that uh, you he, have he a secret hated, point. secret hatred of Mike Myers. And I think he disappeared, but he's come jealous back of him? As, that... ca- as impressive cameo roles, like his role in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is, which is excellent. And it's fantastic to see him. Did you know he won a Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a cast member in a motion picture? For what movie? Are you going to say <clears throat> Shrek? Inglorious Bastards. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, he right. won a Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Award for favorite voice actor in an animated movie. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, they give for that which to movie? Inglorious Bastards. Trick two. The animated uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> He tried to he tried to like reboot the the Gong Show. Did you guys see him do that? No. He played uh, Tommy Mate Mate. If you Google Tommy Maitland, you'll see him in his makeup. So he had like the full prosthetics thing. It didn't even look like him. Okay. He won the Teen Choice Award for the ultimate choice for Cat in the Hat. Your oh, your bad mouthing Cat in the Hat. He won a Teen Choice Award for it. Okay, so if he was the winner for Ultimate Choice, then I'm guessing the choices were slim that year. Yeah, probably. Um, so after Austin Powers, uh, riding that high of those movies, um, I remember this uh, very clearly that he, he, made, he came out and made a big deal about this big project that he was working on that never materialized. Um, and what he called it was movie sampling. So how you'll get actor or you'll get musicians who sample music from other musicians to make their own music. He was going right. to do movie sampling, um, essentially take movies and uh, remix them to be new movies with himself and other actors digitally inserted with makeup and stuff like that. He was uh, but it never time. happened. It never came up. Um, I'm looking. I Googled it. And, uh, you know, there's an article on Entertainment Weekly or whatever about it in 2003 and he's talk he he drops movies like uh, gone with the wind and casablanca as the movies he was looking at of sampling and and re remixing essentially i would have loved to see that i think uh there was something there and if anyone could have pulled something off like that it could have been him i don't know why it never happened though uh, so there uh, you go so we've already got his first project lined up he's going to recut and do like the the movie sampling for Austin Powers, and he's the HR guy behind him the entire time, <clears throat> noting every infraction. I wonder, can he do a new Austin Powers in the way that they made that new Shaft movie with both Samuel L. Jackson and the previous actor who played Shaft in the same movie with the young Shaft or whatever? Right? Get Michael Caine, get Aust get Mike Myers, and get a new young uh, Austin Powers. Uh, I guess Seth Green. <laughs> so like Austin Jr.? Yeah. No, uh, um... A Gemini man it and have Mike Myers play the younger the younger himself. Right? You know what? Because CGI has become the new uh prosthetics. So just just age him down in a and and modify his face for a whole bunch of different roles in the same movie. That would be amazing. That would be a crazy comeback movie to do. I'm so here's my thought. You you extend it. It's not a movie. It's a series. So it's the continuing adventures of Austin Powers. Uh, but Austin is the name of his son, and it's constantly going between his advice on how to be a spy and what he's learning through the school that he would go to, like the things that they're actually supposed to be doing. He's like, yeah, and then, you, and then he'll try, awkwardly try the things that his dad's suggesting, and it's constantly resulting in him either getting suspended, um, uh, you know, uh, into detention, uh, sent to HR, not HR, but like <laughs> therapy Yeah. Uh, in the school to be like, you cannot treat your fellow students like this. They need to be <laughs> respected. They need to be treated with, you know, more courtesy. Well, you can't just go in there and rip your clothes off and go streaking. <laughs> we if, now uh, have therapy sessions set up for counseling. If Hollywood wants to uh, come to us, we've got these ideas and more for you. These ideas um, and more. But the rest of the episode, we're going to keep talking about Austin Powers, the movies that were actually made. Uh, yes. I, I got to say, rewatching them, 
and having rewatched a number of older James Bond movies recently for the podcast, Austin Powers is like such an accurate portrayal of the character, even like more so than the character himself. Sometimes it's crazy. <laughs> like the he's just this unstoppably horny idiot who just falls into success, like more often not actually due to any skill. Like, no, I mean, if he's supposed to be an international spy, the yes, fact that his... everyone knows who he is when he walks into the room is not a good thing for no, a spy. It, he's no, all... but I mean, that's that's the whole point. of Okay, so the whole point of these movies was to make fun of James Bond yeah. and other spy movies. Yeah. So the, re- the reason they make him so famous is because James Bond walks into every room and goes, my name's Bond, James <clears throat> Bond. Yeah. Like, they're making fun of the fact that if you're an actual spy, you're not going to walk into every room and give him your actual name. Yeah, right. Like it's he he operates purely on self confidence and like an overly inflated ego in exactly the way that James Bond <laughs> operates. Pre Daniel Craig, we'll say. You say overly inflated ego, but since everything works out his way, I think his ego is probably inflated to the right level. It's just astonishing that it can be that high and yet also be accurate. You know, <laughs> I I I started to get real deep in, into these movies, rewatching them, and I I started yeah, to come out with. Well, I start to come up with, like, trying to draw this connection between how, like, he, he's this dinosaur of an older age, right? And his inappropriateness is just even more appropriate today, but it was expected and encouraged in his day. Um, and he's thrust right. into a future in the way, if you think about it, that James Bond was forced, like the franchise, was forced to have to wrestle with its past to produce new and relevant uh, movies with Pierce Brosnan, like with Goldeneye. Goldeneye was like this turning point and was it was Pierce Brosnan's first movie and it was this turning point for the character to be uh, more spy-like, more action, more less uh, dressing up like a Japanese man and, um, you know, <laughs> having sex with a harem of Japanese women uh... while, the, while the villain concocts his plan in a volcano. That was a movie, if you yeah. remember. We did an episode yeah. on it. I didn't make that up. That, that's, the, that's how a movie goes. And I, so I don't know. I think I, I definitely looked too much into it to have come away with that. Uh, but I, I almost wonder though if that transformation from the old Bond ways to the new Bond ways inspired them to sort of make this movie of bringing Austin into the present instead of just making a movie set in the past. Like instead of making a period piece, like a seventies yeah, yeah. period piece, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I mean, fish out of so water movies are always entertaining. Yeah. And, and and actually, this movie, I think one of the differences between this movie and our other time travel movies is is our first our first show of time travel is not using a, a machine to jump back or forward through time, but freezing yourself or being frozen, I guess, and and, and time passing by at the normal speed for everyone else and not passing for you. Yeah. Right. Right. Like that that's time travel. Um, yep. At its most basic, well, second most basic. Um, it's almost like the most realistic form of time travel we have to real life. Yeah. Well, it's the only time travel we currently have, no. which is moving forward in time. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. As I say, but we can't we can't freeze <laughs> ourselves and then and then wake up. We absolutely can. We can't thaw <laughs> ourselves out yet, but we can freeze ourselves. I mean, true. Well, I mean, you guys, we do have evidence. We can create time travel on like a microscopic scale, right? Like the astronauts that go into space when they come back, they're like a second 
older or younger than everybody else on earth because oh, of just because of their time, speed yeah. time dilation right like there's yes. that there was an astronaut i forget his name who had a twin um on earth and literally like he comes back and he's technically speaking now younger than his they, twin brother they checked his rna and your yeah. rna shows how many times it's it's multiplied and it multiplies at a consistent rate throughout your life so they were able to show that one of them's RNA had replicated more times than the other. There and you go. One of them had time had time traveled. Yeah, thank you, Mike. But but <laughs> your RNA replicates like a thousand times a day or some ridiculously yeah. high number, and it was off by like three. So yeah. it wasn't like it oh wasn't yeah, like I one mean, second. five minutes in the future. It wasn't even like one second. It was like he blinked yeah. one extra time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if we could, Which is still you know. Neat. Yeah, I mean the same. The same thing says that if that's you know where a lot of the uh, time dilation in uh, in interstellar comes from, right? They go yeah. down to a planet that's orbiting a black hole, and ten minutes down there is almost a lifetime above. It's the same idea. So that's that's all we have time travel in real life. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so he starts off. He freezes himself. Him him and his evil nemesis both freeze themselves. Um, just to make sure, uh, so so Doctor Evil freezes himself, and Austin Powers then gets frozen, just to make sure that he's available to help uh, <laughs> defeat Doctor Evil when Doctor Evil comes back. Which because he doesn't trust anyone else to do the job. Yeah, but if but if you're Austin Powers, you, there's no way you do that, right? Because right. you can't shag girls when you're frozen. Yeah, right. I guess he assumed the world would stay the way it is. True. Uh, when and he, he got out. Get to Nothing see it would later. be different. Yeah, he just pick um, up where he left off, which I think he actually <laughs> assumed is exactly what would happen. Well, I mean that's exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> he just picked up where he left I off. I mean, and it it it, it kind of worked for him until he started right? watching the that that video, like the the eighties and the nineties video. Yeah, uh, that was a great oh, like scene. what happened to people? Yeah, yeah. Of, of what happened, like the Mama cats, wall. a ham sandwich, baby. <clears throat> That's gruesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's our first time travel is is yeah the past. Now there's not time. much. It it's not until I guess the second and third one that time travel suddenly becomes the driving plot device uh, for the whole span of the movie, rather than just a, an initiating uh, moment to to tell the story. Because number two gives us a car. Right? Am I our first again? time machine car, yes. Yeah. Although they don't address the uh Mike, you still there? Okay, sorry, yep. I thought you lost. Sorry. Me. I'm trying Um to... they don't address um how granted the, <laughs> the the whole framework of the movie makes it clear you should not be taking the time travel seriously. Right. Um uh, but in the third one, they're just I, I think it's in the third one they finally lean in and be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. it it's what's happening two. now versus yeah. what's happening. Is it is the second yeah, one? Yeah, he leans in and, he, and just... he looks at the camera and says, "Oh no!" He tells Austin Powers, "Don't worry about that sort of thing and just enjoy yourself." <clears throat> and they both look at the camera and it's like, and that goes the same for you too. Yeah. And well, then they, they like, never address it. They never talk about I'm how it works. The like, and... Yeah, the difference between. The, these different franchises we've talked about is they never once even try to explain it. They don't. Well, the nice thing about Austin Powers is they yeah. uh, the one one they don't explain it. Two, if they did, it would be wrong five minutes later. 
Uh, yeah, because <laughs> they, they would count yeah. contradict themselves a yeah. lot. Um, Scott Evil, Seth Green, is a test tube baby that they used, that they created in the first one. And yeah. by the third one, we find out that no, it's because Doctor Evil went back and and got it on with his uh, his number. Oh, that was in the second yeah. one. Yeah, the time frame is something for them to play with, like a like a petulant child in a in a a, a, a fucking sandbox. Like the, they're just <laughs> throwing timelines into the air. They're mix, mixing and matching shit that doesn't belong. They're making a GI Joe ride in the car with a Barbie, and everything's supposed to be fine. What are you doing, child? Don't you know how this works? <laughs> Like they they tell him in the first movie we grew him for you like you said like we said we would like your direction to us was to make a clone or whatever so that's what he is and then they're like you know what it'd be funny let's have it have him have sex with her in the past and now that makes him in the future and what's crazy is so in the second one she steal he uh, uh, fat bastard steals his mojo and it's as yeah. he's doing it in the past suddenly in the present is when that's it affects when him it. at the yeah. same time that he's like that makes zero sense that's not how any of that works but you're not supposed to ask a question you're not supposed to ask that or try to figure it out you just go with it so just sorry real quick i just saw something uh yeah. uh there are they were in uh um not well, not production not talks they they were working on the fourth movie um, mm. It was going to focus yeah. around uh, Vernon Troy and oh. with his passing. Around they, who? Vernon Troy, uh, the, the mini-me. Mini-me. Oh, uh, okay. And with his passing, they have shelved it. Yeah. That was, uh, that was an overdose, I think, right? I think so. I think, well, mm. I, I don't know that it was an overdose. I think it might have been drug-related, but not, yeah. if that makes sense. It's sad... Uh, course um but he's he's fun in these movies of course <laughs> the tripod yeah um so one of the things i noticed uh in, in comparison of this one to back to the future because uh, back to the future we made the comment uh we talked about the fact that they reuse the same jokes in this <laughs> franchise they definitely do it but what yes. one of the things that i liked is that by the time you hit the third movie when they come up to do the same joke, so the one that I'm thinking of is the zip it or the shh. Yeah. Like in the first one, shh had me killing myself. The sec when it came back in the second one, zip it, www.zibit.com. Um, yeah. I was dying as well. By oh, the yeah. time it comes around for the third movie, it's an old joke. They get ahead of that and lean into it hard and sarcastically with Scotty Don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So instead of being the subtle thing, because we were like, oh, we're doing this thing. Even the characters in the scene are like, yeah. are we seriously oh, doing, we're doing this, doing again? this again? <laughs> we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty don't. Scotty don't. Which just raised it to the next level because they were like, we know it's a stupid joke. Yes, we're going to do it again. And we're going to laugh at the fact that we're doing this again. And that's how they get the jokes to even though they're re, you know, with time travel, they're coming back over the same <laughs> material again, but they're making it work. They made it work so well. Yeah, they did. Well, do, they did a very good job of, of and fitting I think, all the pieces together. I think the sequel, the second one, is the best one of the three. The first one uh, is an excellent parody of James Bond, but the second yeah. is just a plain great sequel. 
they kind of leave a lot of the spy tropes behind. Like you don't get them going to the casino and saying, I also like to live dangerously. Like they don't, there's less James <laughs> Bond jokes in the second. There's yeah, more self-referential more a, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think I, I think I, I think I prefer, I prefer the second one over the first one too. Yeah. Cause in the third one, again, even though they are rehashing and they're trying to make the old jokes fresh again, some of the some of the roads seems a little well worn. Yeah. Um, and you're anticipating the jokes, so it's losing a bit of the humor. Granted, yeah. I love the twist. The the the, mo- the second movie though is so much. It seems to me so much a case of the writers sitting there being like, "Wouldn't it be funny if?" And then just putting all those twenty pieces into a coherent line as best yeah. they could because there's not much of a story going on they don't he doesn't spend a lot of time going after uh dr evil dr evil doesn't spend a lot of time doing his actual evil plan like that no. happens but they're just messing around like the the opening scene the dance number is fucking phenomenal as he's yeah. dancing yeah. down the stairs uh and he's he's going from room to room and he's doing all these crazy things and i always it always mystified me as when i was younger watching him rise out of the pool in his full outfit that's fully dry (laughs) it was incredible i don't know how they did it and then immediately the very next scene after this insane crazy dance number that's only just austin powers jokes essentially like its own humor the second scene is the jerry springer scene which is fucking amazing scene it's hilarious it kills me every time even though i've seen it a dozen times i still died Speaking of sexual harassment, movie anymore. This movie isn't about James (laughs) Bond jokes anymore. (laughs) This is about its own crazy characters doing crazy things. They're like, what would be funny in the world? Yeah, great. Where can we fit it? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. So I thought I'm not criticizing the movie. I'm loving it for that. No, no, it was great. Yeah, in the second one, they definitely they kind of were able to. spread out and play with their own ideas as opposed to having to be a satire of something. Yes. But I mean, in terms of sexual assault, he should have been tossed from that hotel right from the beginning. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Harassing the children. Oh yeah. He's in the pool, <laughs> you know, all so many hygiene issues in the <laughs> elevator. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Um, so, so yeah, time travel th- in number two, you got that awesome bug, uh, the beetle, and they just say, don't worry about it. And you're not, and you don't. And it's very funny to have him go back in time to his own time. Um, it's, it's weird how he has to use a car every time and Dr. Evil gets to use a portal. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, he uses the portal in the second one too. But like it's okay, to do some jumping doc- around. It's Doctor Evil's portal. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Right. The Ministry of Defense doesn't doesn't come up with a portal technology. They still need to use a car, and they need to use a car. Well, because I guess what they figure that once you get there, you still got to get around. Well, but they but he Very never consider does. Consider it. <laughs> when he, the, the first time he uses a car, it ends up on the second floor of a dance of a dance. Club. It's his apartment, I think. Right. I think it's his apartment, but I mean that's a dance club. Um, and then and they drive around in her car the rest of the time, which is the, the, uh, the American right. flag muscle yeah. car. And in the third one, um, he teleports and you, you never see the pimp mobile ever again. Yeah, but true. he wasn't dressed as a pimp, and he is in the past. 
So it almost seems like so. So he gets in the car. He's dressed as him. The car yeah. is the pitmobile. He gets to the future. He arrives. The pitmobile is parked outside the, yeah. the the club. Yeah. And you don't see him, but then as he comes into the club, he's dressed he's suddenly dressed like as a the pimp. car. I mean, there could have been a change of clothes in the trunk. We don't know. <laughs> Ready it for his entrance. Okay, so I gotta say, if we're if we're talking about number three, the greatest scene of all time is when he's sitting there and Nathan Lane is sitting opposite, like back to back with Beyonce and moving mouthing the words. To oh whatever yeah, she says. <laughs> Good lord, that was an awesome scene. I love that. Uh, Nathan Lane's the greatest. We don't it, deserve him. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that he uh, they got him to do that in this movie type thing. Like it, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like his type of. Uh, I'm sure oh, he looked perfect for like him. Friend of a friend kind of thing. Like I'm yeah, sure probably. him and Mike Myers are friends. I mean, the movie felt like it was a lot of that, right? Like get your friends in to do this. I mean, they get uh, who is it? Uh, Fred Savage to come in as the mole. Yeah. Um, and just for the entire punchline of mole, 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 mole. That's the entire purpose of him yeah. being in the movie. That's it. It was just to make those jokes. This that's recurring true. joke. Um, well, yeah. and they got Tom Cruise, Kevin Spacey, Danny DeVito, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. to come in and play Austin yeah. Powers, Dr. Evil, Mini-Me, and Dixie Normus. Uh, Do you think uh, Tom Cruise Dixie did his own Dixie Normus. Stunts? Why that name <laughs> for the femme fatale? I think because the point was, the point was, is it was a, it was a shitty movie about a shitty movie. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was a, a movie and a movie and they were trying like, okay, so, so Austin, pa- how serious did Austin Powers take itself? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, the movie has to take itself that much less seriously. Yeah. So <laughs> Dixie Normus. And, and see, I thought this was a very subtle weaving in jab at Tom Cruise's sexuality. Because <laughs> he's with a woman named Dixie Norris. Oh my it God! A, he yes. It was his way of coming time. out of the closet. Yeah. You know, uh, also John Travolta. So terrible. I John Travolta as Gold. And John Travolta. Oh my God, that was a great. So that opening scene in number three. Yeah. Um, as it cut, I forgot about all the extra characters. Like I remember they had Tom Cruise's awesome powers. I yep. thought um, Gwyneth Paltrow was Felicity Shagwell for some reason. I forgot they gave her a new name. Um, and then when it cuts to Kevin Spacey and like as Dr. Evil, of course, and then it cuts down to mini me and I burst out <laughs> laughing before he said a word. <laughs> I had forgotten that too. That and it was, was Danny so DeVito great. with a rot with a machine gun. Hey, I'm oh mini me. Come it. get me. And he just starts shooting in the air. With a cigar. Yeah. With hey, a, cigar, a cigar and a machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So, uh, okay. So I got deep into that idea again, started thinking, okay, how is this any commentary on James Bond? And I've come up with that. It's a, the scene is a commentary on the ridiculous over the top action that Pierce Brosnan's Bond would turn into. If you remember, once you get past the first two, GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies, you get him surfing on a piece of metal down a, uh, a fucking, uh, 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 <laughs> snow slide what are they called <laughs> avalanche uh, yes then, oh right he's wasn't he surfing on the the piece of a, a snowmobile yes on yeah. uh, down an avalanche with a, a parachute again fighting against a villain who has diamonds embedded in his face take the diamonds out just just, just some tweezers and take them out it's like <laughs> the pierce Brosnan movies turned into the worst movies in the franchise 
by the time he got to die, whatever live a die whatever day. I mean, uh, Pierce Brosnan was again. the second worst James Bond we ever had. Only because his movies turned out so bad. So I like this lines up. This movie came out along the time that Pierce Brosnan movies got bad. Uh, so I almost wonder if that that's partially inspired them to do this as well. They're like, fuck, these turned into just garbage, ridiculous, over-the-top action. Hey, who who do we know that does garbage, ridiculous, over-the-top action? Let's get Tom Cruise in here. Also, uh, Will Ferrell made his acting debut in these movies, and nobody realized it until years later. What? I, I loved him Mufasa. as Mustafa. Yeah. Yeah, Mustafa. That was it. Sorry. Uh was it really like one of his? It was earliest? like no, like I never heard of him before. That. I never knew him either before that either. And he wasn't even credit like he's not even cre- like nowadays. If he's in a movie, he's in the top crediting. He's like, he's like right. a yeah. also starring. Type. How'd they get Michael Caine in this? Because he's incredible and he's so perfect. I think it's probably Mike Myers got Michael Caine. I'm sure they're. It's got to be right. From- forever ago yeah and he's got he's got maybe the greatest line of all the movies as well right there's only two things i hate in this world <laughs> people intolerant of other people's cultures and the dutch yeah. <laughs> <That's pretty good. laughs> so in the end of austin powers 3 uh they retcon things again because that's what they're <laughs> all about to hell Tiny with wimey TikTokery. Yeah, to to hell with established timelines. Let's just keep making our own choices as we go. The movie ends with the revelation that Austin Powers and Doctor Evil are brothers, which is a silly bum, comparison bum, bum. if you're considering the uh, that it's a parody of James Bond because there's no way James Bond and Ernst Stavro Blofeld, the bitter arch enemies, could <laughs> possibly be brothers. Could they? Did anyone yeah. see the Daniel Craig movie? Sp- Spectre, where they retconned it so that they actually are brothers, closing the loop to all the oh really? Yes. I never. I, I I thought I saw Spectre, but I guess I didn't. Yeah, the the last James, the most recent, the last Daniel Craig movie. It turns out they're brothers. Uh, Blofeld and Bond are brothers. They were just raised separately. <laughs> so they literally. So so they were in. So they stole the idea from Austin they Powers. They stole yeah. from Austin Powers, the original Steelers of James Bond, closing the loop of this franchise. We never need to go to make another James Bond or, or Austin Powers movie ever again. Good night, everybody. Well, now to be honest, I'd kind of like to see more of both. Okay, so then the question is: Would you guys see more Austin Powers? I don't think. Uh, well, after the, go ahead. I don't think they'll make another good Austin Powers, but I don't think that will stop me from seeing the next one, if that makes sense. Like, like I don't know. I, I feel like the, the, the time has passed for Austin Powers, but I'm also dumb enough to go and watch it anyway. Uh, I'm pretty much in the same uh, yeah. boat as you, Mike, which is unusual, I know, for movies. Um, I mean, like, after the end of the third one, like I said, the the jokes were feeling very old. Even even though they were trying to freshen them up, they just were not working as well. And you know, um, and I it mean, was feeling a little tired. 
uh, and you know a new one, whether it's a remake or a sequel or whatever, or a reboot, whatever, you know that there's gonna it's gonna be filled with jokes <laughs> referencing the original three because that's oh, yeah. its shtick. Which, yeah. on one hand, the nostalgia factor would be great. It would be hilarious. On the other hand, there's zero originality there, and it won't. It probably wouldn't stand the test of time. You know, we're we're talking about time travel movies. You know, like we talked about in our first one about Terminator. They kept taking swings at the ball, at the bat, the ball, whatever the sports metaphor, uh, and failing <laughs> to make it to the first baseman. Uh, and then you have uh, last week we talked about Back to the Future, where the the creator has adamantly said, "No, we're never going to do any more." But you know, the studio is waiting for him to bite the dust so they can do another one. And oh, yeah. then you got this, which is kind of ripe for the pickings to do a sequel. It's been a good amount of time. Yep. So the question is, is, is Bill and Ted going to be good? Uh, because they're doing what we feel all of these franchises should do. Wait a while. Revisit it. Let nostalgia drive it. But you have to also be good. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, it comes out, I think, in a week. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Uh, does it? No, yeah. I guess it's a week of our last of our next recording. Yep. It comes out in two weeks. It'll be on streaming and in theaters at the same time. I think we're going to watch it and we're going to review it and we're going to, you know, take into account, uh, take into consideration a lot of what we've already talked here over these last three episodes. But whatever yes. they do in Austin Powers, they got to keep making uh, 90s Maple Leafs players references. <laughs> which right. i did not catch at all i did suddenly it all came back to me names like gilmore and borshevsky i'm like wait a minute why is that familiar those are maple leaf names so th there's a maple leaf reference in every movie that i noticed in one and three i couldn't i didn't uh i maybe wasn't paying attention but i didn't see it in two but yes i don't remember are. what the one is in two but yeah there's there's a couple of them in three yeah, the big one being Vern and Troy wearing a Maple Leaf jersey. <laughs> the Maple Leafs jersey, yeah, during their rap in the prison, <laughs> Hard Knock Life. Jesus, these movies are nuts. They're a lot of fun. I enjoyed them just as much as I did back then. You kind of need to go at it though, with in a rewatch, with the attitude and knowledge that it's outdated. <laughs> Even though it yeah. was it, the story is about oh, yeah. an outdated man dealing with <laughs> things being outdated, it itself is already outdated. But I guess that's all we've got to talk about this week about Austin Powers. That is it. Yeah, Thanks baby. Thanks for uh, joining me for Austin Powers. And uh, I'm kind of glad to say that uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say I'm glad it's over, I guess is how I was trying to word that. So come on back next week when we're going to, like we do typically at the end of the month, look at the latest news uh, that has come out in the movie industry. And everyone uh, knows next weekend is uh, this this coming weekend is the DC Fandome, their big virtual convention. So I'm sure we'll get a lot of cool information coming out of that. And we might be talking about that. Uh, but for a movie review, I think we're going to look at Bill and Ted 1, the first one. Take a look at the, the time travel movie uh, that started, I want to say started it all, but it didn't really start anything. But it started what is coming out at the end of this month, right? Yep. <laughs> all right. Come on back, everyone. Sounds we'll good. see you next week. News, Bill and Ted. Yay, pew pew. In time, 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 time. I don't know what that's. See to be. you then. Bye. Or when?
or when. And...